Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily. Top stories today. The interesting tale of the general who called China. We'll be talking about General Milley. Second, new information coming out about the CIA teams that first went into Afghanistan now face punishment for refusing COVID-19 vaccinations. Third, 50% of voters out of Rasmussen reports say that people with natural immunity should not be forced to get the vaccine. And finally, a new update on a partnership that I'm doing with Brave Books on an anti-communist book for kids. All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. is a sort of a dramatic telling of some of the final days of the Trump administration uh, with Chairman of Joint Chiefs Staff Milley uh, talking to his Chinese counterpart not once but twice, once a few days before the election and then twice, the second time, a little bit after the insurrection, trying to tell the Chinese that, look, you know, we've established a report here, you and I, his counterpart, saying nothing's going to happen, we're not going to go to war, and if something were to suddenly occur on our end, I would be sure personally to give you a heads up so we can judge or deal with this together. That revelation there, as a final point, uh, is also being met with swift criticism from other Republicans today here in Washington, Senator Cruz and others suggesting that's almost traitorous behavior uh, from Milley to talk to the Chinese like that. And in fact, Senator Rubio called for Joe Biden to fire him. Yeah, okay. Uh, good luck with that, because he seems to be the greatest patriot uh, that was on duty during the previous administration. Um, Rosa, let me you have to love Joanne Reed. Don't we love Joanne Reed, folks? One of the greatest patriots of our time. That's how she views the moves of General Milley to reach out beyond the chain of command, recklessly deciding to take it upon himself to be the leader right, of the U.S. government, the leader of U.S. diplomacy. No, we don't have a constitution anymore. We don't have democracy anymore. We have a milliocracy now, apparently, here in the United States. We have a generalocracy. We have a national security state that controls our entire government. We don't have a republic anymore, ladies and gentlemen. And do you honestly think that China is going to turn around and look at the situation any differently? Remember, they know that Milley is the one, apparently now, that all orders go through. Do you think they're going to think any differently when they can see Joe Biden out there and they can see that this guy clearly doesn't have control of his full mental faculties at any given time? Folks, this is bad. I've had one, at least one White House official reach out to me and say that there are officers that were in this meeting with Millie that are willing to testify under oath should they be called. Many people, including Republicans and some senators, Rand Paul specifically, calling not only for a, the resignation, of course, of General Milley, but also potential military charges under the UCMJ. Second, we've also got reporting now from an IC official that there were U.S. partners, uh, possibly the, US, uh, the U.K., possibly Australia, that were tapping right the phones of these top Chinese generals, and all of a sudden they hear, what the heck is going on? A U.S. general is telling China that we are going to give our advance warning of any military plans to them. Understand the risk that this just put the world in, that Milley put the world in. What if the Chinese side views that as a veiled threat? They could have viewed it as a situation and then miscalculated and said, are they threatening us? 
we need to threaten them. Let's target one of their cities. Let's target one of their population centers. Let's target Okinawa. Let's target Guam. Let's target South Korea, Japan, etc., etc. We just saw North Korea yesterday launch a ballistic missile into the EC near the Japanese economic exclusion zone, Japanese waters. What if they said, this means the U.S. is giving us a free hand. Let's go take that island of Taiwan. We don't view it as a country. We view it as a rogue, wayward province. And of course, Xi Jinping, who is now faced with financial crisis on his hands, we talked about it yesterday, is going to look at that as a perfect get-out-of-jail-free card for this because even though he can say, yes, we might be having our layman moment with Evergrande and we don't want to have to bail them out, and it's looking like that's not going to happen, but then instead, no, rattle the sabers and go say, be the one who can say, I was the chairman that brought back Hong Kong. I was the chairman that brought back Taiwan. Does Millie even understand the implications of his actions? This is what happens when you have an anti-charismatic bureaucracy in charge of the military. This isn't Patton, right? This isn't Halsey. This isn't Nimitz. This isn't the leaders of our past that knew how to win wars, how to lead men, and how to attain victory. This is someone who knew how to check all the right boxes, who knew how to play the game, who knew how to come up under Obama, under Bush, under all the, uh, you know, the political correctness that's been going on, all the wokeness, check the right boxes, say the right things, and get to the head of the bureaucracy. Millie is like resistance-pilled over here, thinking that he's in a Hollywood movie. I'm gonna call China and save the world, right? This is the same Millie, by the way, who just last week couldn't get us out of Afghanistan without blowing up an entire family of innocents. Sir, resign. Resign now, resign immediately, and lawyer up, buddy. That's all I gotta say to General Millie. Lawyer up. Stay tuned, H.E. Daily, we'll be right back. So I know that I've mentioned this before, but I really want to give a huge shout out to dailymail.com. I like the website. It's just, it's, it's great because they're, they're, yeah, they're a British tabloid, but they will hit anybody. They don't care who you are. If they got the goods, they're coming after you. Left, right, Democrat, Republican, etc., whatever. And of course, Wikipedia has them listed as like a red source. You know, they can't possibly use them. So that just means you know they're good. If Wikipedia hates you that much, you know you must be doing something right. If the left-wing, neckbeard, Reddit trolls that populate the Wikipedia editor spaces are mad at you, you must be a good guy. Um, so here's the story, though, and, and keep in mind, keep in mind, now, of course, my, my, my heart and soul always goes, number one, humanevents.com, but number two, I'm thinking, I'm thinking it might be Daily Mail. Here's the exclusive that they have to, up today. Three members of the first CIA teams to enter Afghanistan after 9-11 fear disciplinary proceedings and possibly even dismissal over their refusal to get the COVID-19 vaccinations. Officers say they have to face a disciplinary action after refusing, DailyMail.com has learned. A contractor says he fears he will never be able to work for the agency again. These members were among the first teams to arrive in Afghanistan after 9-11. They were tasked with hunting down Al-Qaeda and working with anti-Taliban resistance fighters. This is insane, ladies and gentlemen. These are some of the people that are the absolute heroes, tip of the spear of the United States, right? And I'm not one of those guys who's like, oh, we have to, you know, always love the intelligence community and love that. No, 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 I'm talking about, I'm talking about these guys specifically. 
willing to go in, do the job, do the dirty work, get their boots a little bit dusty, and actually go in and do something right. See, one of the biggest problems with Afghanistan wasn't how we conducted ourselves immediately after Af the 9-11 uh, attacks. No, that was actually really good. It was a special forces, special operator run mission. You had people that were in the soft community on the military side, as well as people led by the CIA. They went in, they busted skulls, they got the job done. Then the U.S. decided to occupy for 20 years and push gender studies programs. But now, because in the new regime of political correctness in the United States, the new regime of our working, uh, our, you know, our, our working regime, it's, it's almost sacramental. It's actually almost sacramental when you think about it, where they're saying that even if you've conducted all of this in your past, even if you are this great of a hero, if you don't follow the sacramental decision, if you don't follow the edicts coming out. By the way, is there any question if these guys need this? What's their medical background? Are they immunocompromised? Any Have they talked to doctors, et cetera? No, it is a blanket edict. All federal workers, all federal contractors, you will get the vaccine. We do not care about you. We do not care about science. We do not care about your personal health. We do not care about holistic wellness. You will get this no matter what. And by the way, I, I don't care. Like, I think everybody does have a right to decide yes or no on that. Sure, easy. But what I do have a problem with is when the government comes down and mandates it, and especially when the government comes down and is mandating it on the people like this, who, folks, think about it. This is just a small microcosm of what's going on across the private sector and across the military in terms of who we are going to be losing, right? Millie lo loves to use this word, capacity, right? We're building capacity, we have the capacity. Is it building capacity when some of the greatest heroes that actually are still willing to work for this corrupt government are leaving en masse because of what you're forcing them to do? Navy SEALs, Delta Force, Air Force pilots, submariners, that you've got all sorts of private sector, technical workers, et cetera, et cetera. What are you losing? And what are you gaining in order to do this? We know that Joe Biden pushed this down because of politics. And it's amazing because they are being forced out because of the failure of Biden's Afghanistan policy. So think about this. The liberal, neoliberal Afghanistan policy was that we were gonna impose gender studies programs for 20 years and somehow try to turn Afghanistan into Silicon Valley. It was never gonna happen, it was a pipe dream. But in order to get out of that and to help their poll numbers go back up, Joe Biden decided to force a vaccine mandate. And because of that, he is now losing the very people who did the right thing in Afghanistan early on. Do you guys see that? Do you understand how to square that circle? Because it's tough and it's hard. But folks, I know things seem bad now, but I've got news for you. It's going to get worse. We have not yet seen the bottom of this. We're not even close to the bottom of where this is going to go because think about it. Once all the best people leave these positions, once they leave these agencies and these institutions, who are you gonna be left with? A bunch of millies. Stay tuned, AG Dale, I'll be right back. All right, folks, now I promised you that here on Human Events Daily, we are going to live by a certain motto. And that motto is simple. 
It's the same one that I was taught as a U.S. Navy intelligence officer. Be good, be brief, be gone, right? We are not gonna waste your time. High impact analysis. And then you, once you get that, be the influence agent. Share this with everybody. Get them to subscribe. We've been putting up amazing chart numbers. You know, I'm looking at this thing where, you know, we were number seven, then we're number five, then I think this morning we were number four in the news for podcasts. So thank you. Just just thank you from the bottom of my heart. God bless all of you. We put a lot of work into the show. We put a lot of work into this. We were doing rehearsals for several weeks before we came out here. And I just like to personally say thank you to each and every one of you, even the haters, because for all you folks at Media Matters, every time you download this, it still counts for our metrics. And, you know, I don't know, I just say, I appreciate you. Much love to the haters, right? But one thing that we're gonna do is uh, a regular feature here on Rasmussen Reports, they provide us with some exclusive polling. We actually get to look at this here at Human Events Daily a little bit before everybody else gets to see it publicly. And so I wanted to share three polls with you, and I'm gonna give you the top lines. If you want more interesting, or if you're interested in more resources on these, if you wanna dig down into uh, the different you know, check marks and cross tabs and everything else, how different demographic groups broke down, go to Rasmussen Reports, check that out. But here are the top lines that I am gonna share with you. Number one, Joe Biden's approval rating dropped yet again by another point. He's now down to 44%. And a little birdie tells me that he's got further to go. So like I said in the last segment, it's true. There is no bottom. But fortunately, it looks like there's also no bottom for Joe Biden when it comes to that. Folks, people don't like the mandates. People really don't like what happened in Afghanistan. That's what the problem is for Biden. He is flailing about his wag the dog stuff with this, this drone strike that ended up taking out a family. It's not working and people aren't buying it. That's there. Number two, January 6th, Rasmussen ran a poll. They said, do you agree, yes or no, with US likely voters, are the January 6th rioters that have been imprisoned, are they political prisoners? 49% said yes. That was, that was actually shocking me. I did not think that 49%, that the number would be that high. But I think, I think there's certain specifics that you could get into. And if you're asking about a specific, you know, what did this guy do? Well, you know, he assaults a police officer, you know, he did this. Or, you might say, okay, well, all right, that guy, sure, lock him up. But the broad mass of people, and I was there across the street watching this happen. 99.9% .9 of people were standing around holding little American flags. Right. And so to say that everything that happened throughout 2020 was mostly peaceful protests when it was actually the most damaging riots in American history and then turn around and say that all the people from January 6th have to be locked up. I think people can understand that there's politics at play here. Now, the other piece of this that I really wanted to get into from Rasmussen, very, very, very interesting, natural immunity. Rasmussen ran a poll, again, likely voters. Do you agree that if someone has natural immunity, that they should be forced to get the vaccination? 50% said no, that if someone has natural immunity, like myself, by the way, I had real COVID. I had like, I'm in bed for a week. I can't get out. I'm eating, you know, uh, like Vietnamese pho and watching TV, like, like actual fatigue, had to take a nap every afternoon, like my three-year-old COVID, right? 
I was down for the count. This was not the flu, this was real, wouldn't do it again, but you know what? No comorbidities, I'm in good health, I work out, I was okay. So I've got natural immunity. Why should I be forced to get a vaccine if I have natural immunity? I don't understand it. I don't think that anyone's made the compelling case. You ask Fauci about this on TV. He seems like he doesn't even know that he's considered it. You've got the Israeli study out there where they're talking about natural immunity. This is a huge, very important topic that we need to discuss. At the same time, we do have the grave concerns of Nicki Minaj and her cousin and her cousin's friend. And my heart, my heart goes out to you, buddy, down there in Trinidad. Much love and God bless. <laughs> All right, stay up segment four. We've got a, uh, a fun story coming up. Stay here ahead, Human Events Daily. All right, folks, are you sick? Are you, are you like me? Are you a parent and you're sick of every time you go in to buy a book for your kids and you walk into a Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, whatever it is, and you see all this stuff out and it's, it's what? Uh, Jill and Joe Biden, it's the Obamas, Chelsea Clinton, like every but Mina Harris, every book that's out, it seems to be this woke leftist junk that they're trying to push on your kids. And you think, my gosh, I wish I could do something about this. I wish there were something that just had conservative, traditional American values that I could give to my kids and that they could actually learn something from rather than be indoctrinated into this, this, this you know, crazy way of thinking. Well, have no fear, folks, because I'm here now to show you that, no, this is not a MyPillow promo, but what it is is uh, I've actually partnered with a group out of Texas called Brave Books, and they've put together a book series all about just specifically meeting this need. We've cut an ad for it. My book is all about anti-communism. Folks, check it out. We all remember what it was like when we were kids and someone came along saying, hey, free ice cream. You know, growing up just outside Philadelphia, that could start a stampede of all the kids in the neighborhood rushing to cram together on that one corner all at the same time. But here's the thing, there's always a catch. See, they get everyone's attention with the big headline, hey, free ice cream. But you know, come to think of it, it always turned into something else. The problem is that's what kids in America are being told again and again. It started in the colleges, but now it's all the way down at the youngest level. They aren't teaching kids to reach their full potential as individuals or as members of the community anymore. Now it's all about teaching conformity, memorizing political talking points, being taught to hate their own country and their own families, and that the only hope is through government solutions. Forget about teaching the values of hard work, competition, pioneer spirit, seeing what's beyond the next horizon. They went to vision, victim mentality, and their own neo-Marxist agenda to replace America's traditional values. And they're succeeding. Here's the catch. The very people politicizing and dividing our children are the exact ones that profit from that system. They exploit social justice causes to promote social justice warfare. Instead of teaching equal opportunities, they demand equal outcomes. My own wife was born in a place like that. It's called the Soviet Union. And it was all built on lies that crushed millions until it came crumbling down. The truth is when you're born in America, you have access to opportunities that people around the rest of the world can only dream of. Yeah, we don't have a perfect system, but when we unleash innovation, competition, and the power of strong communities and strong families working together, we achieve something spectacular 
spectacular. And that's what made America great. Our kids need to know that. That's why I took those ideas and helped turn them into a story that children will understand and hopefully enjoy. And I call it the island of free ice cream. It's time to start teaching our children to be brave enough to stand up against the indoctrination. So what's really great about this is that we're actually working with homeschool networks. We're working with so many uh, different school groups, church groups on this. And it's actually a series, too. So this is book three. Book one was all about uh, gender issues. Book two is all about pro-life. And there's going to be 12 in the whole series. So you can go sign up, bravebooks.us, and you get a subscription. It's 12 books. One will arrive every single month. Great for your kids, for your grandkids. This is something that you're really going to be able to give them, read together, and enjoy. All right, folks, that's all the time we have left for HE Daily. But remember, subscribe, like, share this out, all the platforms. Make sure you get it out, whether you're on Getter or Rumble, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, etc. But before we go, for today's moment in history, I had to give a shout out to the greatest one to ever do it, Norm MacDonald. We lost him this week. The absolute best and most savage comedian of modern times. But you know, come to think of it. Note to self, now that Norm MacDonald is out of the picture, who stands to benefit the most? Hillary Clinton and OJ. <laughs> Folks, that's all the time we have for today. So from myself to all of you, ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.